Hey, you here? Huh? If you're here, won't you, won't you tell me? I, I know you're here, because that's where you're comfortable. Listening to the Paul Leslie Hour, a show that's been going for 19 years and God willing will keep on going. Hey, we've got an interview today with a singer, songwriter, recording artist. He's an act who goes by the name Bahamas. Really nice guy, too. You'll meet him. Bahamas. Birth name, A.V. German. Did this interview with Paul Leslie quite literally on the street of Atlanta, Georgia. He was playing at the Variety Playhouse years ago. They couldn't quite find the right place to settle down, so they ended up walking down the street and sitting on some steps right near the street. The original recording, which went out over the radio, was kind of noisy. You do what you can, of course. But all these years later, we've cleaned up that recording so all of the good people on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, and elsewhere have the best listening experience possible. And we got a lot of interviews and reviews that'll be added for the remainder of 2023 on YouTube. You know, YouTube. You can subscribe to Paul Leslie's YouTube channel and ding, ding, ring the bell. You'll always be in the loop. And you see, it's free to do it and fun. And we'd really appreciate it. So before the interview begins, just keep in mind that Bahamas is going on tour this fall. You want to check him out. If you bump into him, tell him the Paul Leslie Hour sent you. There's also a new record coming out September 15th. You heard that here. So who's ready to hear what Bahamas has to say to interviewer Paul Edward Leslie? Mm-hmm. I think it's time we listened together. Ladies and gentlemen, we're sitting here on some apartment steps in Little Five Points across the street from the Variety Playhouse, and I'm talking to a man named Bahamas. Well, it's, you know, I don't think my mother would be so crazy if I was sort of, if I just only went by Bahamas. But yeah, you know, I play in a band called Bahamas. Okay. Yeah. Well, on that note, I have to say, what is Bahamas, and, and how exactly did you come to get that name or the band? Well, I, I mean, yeah, sometimes the band just consists of me, you know, but um, but I just, I have a strange name. Or at least, like, not a very typical North American name. And, um, my whole life, you know, I've just been repeating that to, to, to teachers and, and to, you know, just other people, whatever. And you kind of get tired of that, or at least I did. And the thought of having to do that in loud bars, I don't know, I just wasn't crazy about that. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I knew I wanted to have a name for it, you know, and I just, I, I like the, what that name conjures up, you know, it's somehow a little slower. Uh huh. And yeah, it, the band kind of swells and contracts. Sometimes it, it, I do just play solo, and, and and sometimes there's a lot of other friends around. So I, I like the like to have a name for the thing that can kind of accommodate whatever I want to do. And your birth name is my birth name is Afi Jurvan, which is like you know a very Finnish uh, hockey name. But uh, I guess that wasn't so much my destiny. I'm, I like playing hockey, but I'm not very good. What kind of surname is that? My last name. Yeah. Oh, it's Finnish. It is Finnish. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, oh, okay. I'm Finnish. Yeah, I'm a Finnish Canadian. Oh, okay. Yeah, my mother, uh, you know, grew up there, and uh, I've been there many, many times. I'm there. Just got my Finnish passport renewed. And what part of Canada are you from? Um, I live in Toronto. I Toronto. Grew up, I grew up about an hour from Toronto, a small town, and uh, I've lived in Toronto for many years. So, what was life like growing up for you? It wasn't unlike growing up in any small town. I mean, we didn't have the largest mall, but we we definitely had. 
shopping malls and not a whole lot else. So, you know, definitely early on in my, in my sort of formative musical years, we would display house concerts, uh, playing in people's garages and things. And I, I think when you grow up in a small town, you, you sort of, you're always wondering about what else is out there, you know. For some people that, you know, that means going away only to realize that they want to come back and spend their lives there and, and make their families and close to that. And for other people, they just can't wait to kind of get as far away from that as possible. I sort of fall somewhere in the middle where, where my family's still there and I, I'm still like a, very close to that place. But um, I think creatively, I just, it, it seemed very limiting to be there somehow. You know? So moving to Toronto and meeting other musicians and just being around people who are living and working, you know, being creative, I think that was uh, very inspiring what kind of stuff did you listen to growing up? Well, I wish I could like be cooler and say it was like Leonard Cohen or something like that, but I didn't discover that stuff till later. You know, I just listened to the classic rock radio station that was available to me at the time. It's called Rock 95. I'm sure Atlanta has something similar. ACDC and Top Petty and all that stuff. I was, I was very much into it, but I think the most exciting musical moment was when I started to explore beyond that. You, you just sort of hear something at your friend's house by like a local band. Something that's not on the radio, you know? Well, what are you listening to now? Well, it's funny. Now I've kind of gravitated back towards all that classic stuff and all. You know, Willie Nelson has been a big one for me for many, many years. And um, yeah, just something about his voice just really speaks to me. And I'm um, sort of I'm basically always in English with Willie Nelson. So that's, if that's you know, available to me, I'll generally reach for that. But uh, yeah, new music. Like, I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure if, like, why. I mean, maybe it's just because I. I'm so caught up in, you know, the creation of my own music or something, but I would say that I'm like so familiar with you know, some some other people, you know, someone, someone uh, gave me a Fleet Foxes record on this tour and we listened to that a few times and again, I thought it was great, you know, um, yeah, it's it amazing, but, um, but for the most part, I just kind of listen to the same fucking thing over and over again, you know, Neil Young and Willie Nelson and Bob Dylan, I don't know. You know, I, yeah, you know, the good old stuff. Well, there's nothing yeah. wrong with Willie Nelson. <laughs> Absolutely. No, yeah. Nothing wrong at all. Yeah. But you have this album, Pink Strat. Uh-huh. What do you think about the album? What do I think about my own album? Your own album. Well, I mean, geez. You know, I heard it playing in a coffee shop the other day, which on one hand is like, you know, kind of thrilling to walk into a place and not really recognize something. And then... Uh, and then you hear it, and you're like, oh, my God, that's that's me. That's, <laughs> that's the record that we made. So with previous recordings, I generally don't listen to this stuff after after we make it, mostly because I just the way I like to make music is just of the moment. It's like if I hear something, then I, you know, I'll just think about all the things I'd want to change about it. Right. I wish that guitar was a little louder. Or I wish I had a, maybe, you know, added some different uh, you know, piano line here or something like that. And... And anyway, so when I was in the store the other day and the song came on, thankfully I was like, fuck, that sounds pretty good. You know, and, I, and I recorded that, you know, almost three and a half years ago now. So the fact that it didn't completely annoy me was a good thing. So what do I think about that record? I'm, I'm still very happy with this. It's good. Well, a lot of people that maybe uh, haven't seen the cover, maybe, uh -huh. wouldn't know what the title means. Right. How, how did you get the title? Thanks for that. <laughs> Well, that's, you know, that, that just has to do with this guitar, this one guitar that sort of hung out with me for many, many years. And I played on a lot of different albums with it and uh, toured a lot with it. And, uh, and I wrote a lot of the songs that sort of ended up on that record, on that guitar. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, it's, there's not, 
it's not like there's too too much electric guitar on that album. I wouldn't say it's, it's like a very you know it's definitely more of an acoustic record. But I just wanted to name the record that it's more as like a tribute to that time and that spirit of where those songs kind of born from. Yeah, and I, I don't know. It's just like I like old guitars, you know. So it's rather than kind of like I just rather embrace that, you know, embrace that thing and put it right on the covers. Do you have a favorite song from the album? From my album? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I think I've, Sunshine Blues is probably, I haven't tired of singing that song. And I've, it sort of, it was one of those songs that just came together really easily. I didn't have a guitar in my hands. I just kind of wrote it on the, on the back of some sandwich wrapper in the van. I, you know, I just had this idea. We're sitting there in the desert driving for hours. And I just literally just wrote the whole thing, got to the hotel, pulled the guitar out, played it. And when a song comes like that, in my experience, it generally, you know, stands up. One on the song, on the album that I liked is, the one already yours. Oh. Tell us about that song. I wrote that song on a on a six string banjo. I, I used to play. I played with Feist for many years. She has the one song that you know needed required banjo, and I don't know how to play the banjo, so I bought this six string banjo that's tuned like a guitar, so that I could fake it. But I really came to kind of like this thing, you know, because I could just play the same old guitar chords that I know, but it had this really different sound. So anyhow, I wrote that song when we were on tour. I mean, some dressing room, I think in Calgary. Yeah, same thing. It came together really quickly. And and I recorded it with my friends Zeus. They're a band from Toronto, a band of guys I grew up with. We went to high school together. And uh, it's really loose and scrappy, and I think that kind of translates on the record. I really like that. There's this thing called busking for change. And for those who aren't familiar with it, what, what is that exactly? Well, geez, I'm not sure I'm the best guy to ask. I mean, I know that I participated in it. It's basically, uh, I think, War Child Canada is an organization that does a lot of the relief work and the sort of missionary work in war-torn countries, Sudan, and I'm not exactly sure what their mandate is, but it is to help people, you know, uh, that are in distress. And there's big parts of the world that are in distress. And so, I mean, they, they asked me, among many other artists, to sort of contribute a little music to, the, to their thing. And, I mean, I was glad to do it. You know? like, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's, it's a good thing to help your fellow man. You know? I'm try to do that when I can. When someone listens to you, whether they're listening to a record or a live performance, what do you hope they get from the experience? Well, I guess I, I just hope that they, um, you know, hear something of themselves in music. You know, And I, I kind of feel that way about any any book or movie or whatever I, I do for me it's always about what does the story mean to me and part of that is as the creator leaving holes you know leaving holes in the in the storyline or in the melody for people to kind of insert their own thing in there and uh, yeah that's really important to me as a listener too you know i i don't really care what the song means to really awesome because I, there's no way for me to know that but I'm going to inject it with my own meaning, from my own, you know, my history and everything. And the song becomes important for those. Yeah, like I said, I just believe that about anything, about, about books or, or paintings or anything. It's about sort of your energy in that work. You know? This album that you have, Pink Strat, it's been available for the past two years in Canada. Yeah. But it's now available in America on Brushfire Records. How did you get hooked up with the Brushfire crowd? You know what? I... Wish I I don't know actually. I, <laughs> we played in LA. Like, I mean, we've toured a little bit down here on the West Coast and the East Coast. It's our first time in Atlanta, but so, somehow they got a copy of my record and they came over a year ago. We played in LA. They came to the show and uh, we met and hung out a little bit. So we stayed in touch, and I was sort of sending them recordings as we 
do something new. And, and then we played in LA again and I just met their whole team. You know, we went by and they just seemed really sweet and they kind of seemed to get a kick out of the idea of me being up in Canada, like shoveling my driveway or something or whatever they think that I do up there. You know, I kind of let them run, run a little wild with their imaginations on that one. Yeah. And they're just really nice surfer guys. You know, they say bodacious a lot. I guess I kind of get a kick out of that too. <laughs> so they, they uh, seem very excited about you know, this record and, and uh, we've made another one that will that will probably come out towards the end of this year or early next year. And it's just, for, for me, it's really exciting because touring in America could be very difficult. You know, it's, uh, I've played in lots of bands over the years, but if you don't have people here helping you and sort of, you know, trying to spread the word, it's, uh, it's just the country's so big, you know, you can spend a lot of energy driving around. There's just so many bands to out there playing all the time. It's hard to get a little attention, you know. But I'm all very grateful to have met some you know, people and buddies. This quote, next question kind of stumps people sometimes. Okay. What is it you like about music? I think that it's the, the thing that, that I like about it, the thing that sort of draws me to it as a creator and as a listener is just that it's, it's infinite in its scope, you know. When you're making something, there's a million ways for that thing to be. You know, the drum can be loud or quiet or it could be too higher or lower you know you would sing things harder or softer and yeah in the in the creative sense it's like it's it's the most exciting stage because you're literally making something that doesn't exist and you're in complete control of how it's going to come out you know it just sort of translates when we go on tour you know because you being in the presence of people there's an opportunity there to connect in some way I sort of look for that every night, you know, sort of feed off of an audience. If they're there and um, participating in the show, um, and by participating, I, you know, I guess I mean listening, it's an opportunity to really do something, you know. Yeah, there's that, there's this sort of strange energy that surrounds that moment that I think is really, really special. I try and look for a little bit of that every time. So, yeah, this one keeps me coming back. Well, my last question, for anybody that may listen to this broadcast, wherever they are, do you have any parting words of wisdom? Well, no, I think the wiser men of me have, uh, you know, felt the need to, to spread words into the world. I don't know. Someone asked me for my motto the other day, and I don't know, out of nowhere, I said, deeds, not words. And I kind of laughed about it at the time. But then afterwards, I, I thought, you know what, that's that's always a safe home football club. Because there's just so many people you know, talking hot air all the time. Right. And I guess I just feel like every one of us as humans, if you just every day sort of, you really live your life the way you want to live it, that's much more important to me than sort of worrying about what the next cool thing is or what, what, uh, checking all the online signs every morning. <laughs> well, Afi, this has been a, a good interview. All right. You're a good interview subject. Cool. Thank you very much. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Are you coming to the show? Thank you for stopping by today. If you enjoyed our program, consider telling a friend about it. The Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through people just like you. So you want to keep the show going, right? Go to thepaulleslie.com. That's thepaulleslie.com. Click on Support the Show. And thanks to everyone who contributes. Performance of the intro music is courtesy of John Primerano, The Entertainer, written by Scott Joplin. End credit theme music is courtesy of John Primerano, the traditional song, Corina, Corina. Your announcer is Dan Gold. Hey, that's me! 
The show is hosted and produced by Paul Leslie. And we'll see you next time on the Paul Leslie Hour.